What's up, everybody? This is Jalen Short, and I am back with episode 15 of the Head Honcho Sports Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Chicago Bears yesterday. They won their game against the Seattle Seahawks on the road. And we're going to be talking about some NBA performances yesterday and some NBA players and how they played thus far in the season. And we're going to finish it up by talking about who is really the top contender in the NBA right now. And also to add on to that, we're going to be talking about how the Lakers aren't really playing to their potential. So let's get right into it. Let's move, we're going to start with the Bears. What a win. What a turnout. I mean, it was amazing how we played. We didn't really look like a Chicago Bears team. We just looked like a confident team that that really wanted that win. And it was nice to get a win in the in the mucky conditions and through the cold and those things. And Nick Foles started at quarterback yesterday, 24 for 35, 250 yards, one touchdown, 98.5 QBR rating. I mean, that's great. I'm, I was surprised about that, but I didn't expect him to play that well. He played good for, for Nick Foles standards, but I didn't expect him to play the way he played. He managed the game well. Didn't turn the ball over, so that he had a he had a fumble, but we recovered it. So it was it was an okay game by Nick Foles, as as I expected. Um, David Montgomery, twenty one carries, forty five yards, one touchdown. He was he's just an, he's just a Swiss Army knife. He's amazing. Seven receptions, sixty one yards. He's amazing. I love that guy. He works hard, runs the ball hard, and you you can't you can't ask him for any more because he does so much for this offense. And Darnell Mooney, five receptions, 57 yards. Cole Komet, four receptions, 49 yards. I love that guy, man. I cannot speak highly enough about Cole Komet. He's just a Chicago kid, and I just love everything about him. You know, he, he works hard. He keeps he keeps high. He's, he's always in high spirits. So... Um, I just love that guy all around. And uh, Jimmy Graham, two receptions, 30 yards, one touchdown. Had the game-tying touchdown in the end zone. Boxed out his man perfectly and um, scored a touchdown. And last night, Patrick Patrick Sheldon, I was on the um, Bear Down Report podcast last night. And Patrick Patrick said um, probably couldn't even slide a sheet of paper under his feet because he's, he can't really jump that high. But um but nonetheless, it was a great catch for um, for the touchdown. And Demir Bird, man, that that two point conversion, that catch, that was crazy. I mean, he got one knee down, one knee equals two feet. That catch right there, just it was it wasn't like I said, it wasn't Chicago Bear football based on this season. You know, it was it was it looked like a, a team that was just. A winning team, you know, and and I was happy to see that. Demir Bird, hats off to you, bro. That was an amazing catch, and wasn't even reviewed. wasn't even Everyone knew it was a catch, and and it was he was confident about it. You know, he came down, he had the ball in one hand. I mean, how like what else can you say? That was amazing. And Robert Quinn, man, he's been amazing all season long. He's been consistent all season long. 17 sacks on the season, one away from breaking Richard Dent's record. Like I said, that guy is amazing. He is amazing. 
I can't talk, I can't speak highly enough about him. And this guy doesn't even wear gloves. Like I, I tweeted about it a couple weeks ago. I said him not wearing gloves has to give him superpowers or something because this guy, he just goes out there and just tears offensive tackles up. And it's it's great to see. It's it's amazing to see. But some of the takeaways from that game, some of the negative things. Obviously, Matt Nagy's play calling once again. It's it's sickening. It's terrible. No creativity. Just bland offensively. And I mean, we've all come to expect that from Matt Nagy. All the Chicago Bears fans, even I'm sure even some players have come to expect that. But nonetheless, the same result this week. His play calling is terrible. And this Wildcat offense, I said it last night on the on the Bear Down Report podcast. This Wildcat offense, man, it's 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 not working. And he continues to do it on the goal line. And and teams almost, I'm sure they know it's coming at some point in the game. And it's not it's not cool to run. Like for lack of a better word, or for lack of a better term, it's not cool doesn't work teams expect it you give the ball to the same person on the wildcat like what what are we doing here and matt nagy i like i said i said it i'm gonna keep referencing some um points i said last night on the on the podcast on the bear down report podcast with um ryan dangle jack wright and patrick sheldon we just matt nagy is just holding on to that 12 and 4 record from a couple years ago i believe i honestly think so because nothing if you if you look at our offensive scheme and what we try to do offensively and what we try to have our have our identity on like what we hang our hat on offensively it hasn't changed for the last three seasons hasn't changed Matt Nagy still kind of run this he tries and he fails tremendously to run this gimmick offense that that it's just it's it's no end to how bad this offense is. Justin Fields had he just got thrown in there this this season, and we've seen flashes. We've definitely seen flashes. All the Chicago Bears fans and media they've seen flashes of Justin Fields and how good he can be. But in this offense, he can't reach his full potential. His athletic ability it just it's off the charts, and you can see that as soon as he plays, and that's what fans are really really excited about but he, I will say this he has to work on protecting the ball and not turning the ball over because in the NFL you have great athletes on either side of the ball and you can't turn the ball over especially in, in crunch time in games you just can't do it and you know he's going to work on that obviously but I believe he's going to be the best one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in years to come um, on the on on the Seahawks side of the on the Seahawks side of the um, the game, Russell Wilson, 16 for 27, 181 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Rashad Penny had a great game. He ran the ball all over the Chicago Bears defense. 17 carries, 135 yards, one touchdown. Um, DK Metcalf he burned Thomas Graham Jr., the rookie that was on the practice squad two weeks ago, and he and they signed him to a deal, which was freaking uh, it was crazy to me. Like, you have this guy on the practice squad the entire season, and you see how good he can play, and now you want to sign him. This just goes to show you how, the, like, we're just oblivious, like, to the talent that the talent that we have. I'm not saying Thomas Graham is one of the best corners in the NFL, but the guy has talent, and you have to you have to see it. 
And like I said, going back to DK Metcalf, burned Thomas Graham earlier early in the game for a touchdown, but he only had one catch after that, two receptions for 41 yards and that one touchdown. Um, but the Seattle Seahawks, they haven't been good this season. They're five and ten. The Bears are five and ten. So it's it's it was a mediocre game, so to speak. And luckily the Bears came out on top. Um, moving on to the NBA, the Chicago Bulls. We are tremendous. Three games in a row we've won. Last night, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, man. That duo is, I just, I love those guys, man. The way the way people thought that DeMar DeRozan would play is so disrespectful to him. He's one of the best in the NBA. He's been doing it for years and years and years, even in Toronto, even in San Antonio. He's still He still continues to put on a show for the fans, and he still continues to put up buckets. His mid-range game, tremendous the best if not the tremendous the most tremendous mid-range game in the nba zach levine tremendous he's he just came back from covid a couple games ago last night 32 points four rebounds five assists demar DeRozan last night 24 points three three rebounds three assists nikola vucevic double double 16 points 15 rebounds this team can be tremendous we i believe we're we can honestly upset a team in the first round of the playoffs we can surprise a lot of teams just because of how our offense is so dynamic. I've said all season our bench is gonna is is, is gonna be our downfall because we don't have a lot of options coming off the bench. You know, we have Ayo Dansumu, he's the rookie, can't come out of Illinois, Chicago kid. Um Devon Dotson. You know, we 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 have an okay an okay bench. Alfonso McKinney, Derek Jones Jr. Um, we have an okay bench, but it, it's not it's not a, a playoff level bench. And like I said, I believe we're just gonna upset a team that first round just off of Zach Levine and Demar Derozan and Nikola Vucevic just playing well and executing, and Billy, and Billy Donovan letting those guys play. So we're gonna see what happens. Obviously, I hope we you know we have a we have a great season and we continue the success. Um, and tonight tonight we play. Um, the Atlanta Hawks, and hopefully we can win that game. I believe Trey Young is still out um, in, in COVID protocols, so hopefully we can win that game tonight. Next, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, man, he's it's it's on a nightly basis. He just he just is tremendous, like. On a nightly basis, he, he he puts up numbers, and he doesn't complain. He gets fouled all the time. He's a big body, 7'2", 280. He's huge, gets fouled all the time, doesn't complain, just goes out there and play. And last night, 36 points, 13 rebounds. That guy, man, his arsenal, to be that big and to handle the ball, He sometimes he brings the ball up court. To be that big and handle the ball and control the offense and have the offense run through him, run through him, it's tremendous to see. Doc Rivers, he just he just lets him lets Joel Embiid work on the in the low post on the perimeter. He can shoot the three ball. He has a turnaround fadeaway game. It, like I said, he's just tremendous. Seth Curry, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, Matisse Thybulle, they have to step up to the plate and get it done. 
I believe that Philadelphia, they need better guard play. If they had better guard play, then it would be a way better situation for Joel Embiid and for the Philadelphia 76ers as a whole. So I believe they need to bring in someone. Maybe, I mean, Dame, Dame and Little said he's not leaving Portland, but another guard that's that's that can score and that can make his teammates better, a sort of dynamic guard, maybe a one a combo guard, you know, that can that can score one and that can defend. But the NBA is not really a defensive game. It's not really a defensive league anymore. But, you know, people just get timely stops and stuff like that. So not really worried about the defensive side of the ball for um, Philadelphia. But if they bring in a point guard or a two guard or a combo guard, he needs to be able to score the ball. And now let's talk about these Los Angeles Lakers, man. Ooh, this is um, these Lakers, man. They they're in trouble. They are in trouble. I believe that they're going to make some moves come um, the trade deadline. And, you know, thus far, they haven't played well. It's just simple as that. They, they haven't played Los Angeles Lakers basketball. With the names that they have, I thought that they were going to be a, a much better team. They're 16 and 18 right now. And they, I believe, they, yeah, they lost five in a row. So, I thought they were going to be a much better team. They lost against the Brooklyn Nets on Christmas Day, um, 122 to 115. James Harden, in that game, he had 36 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, had a triple-double. Patty Mills, 34 points, 2 rebounds, 7 assists. I mean, without Kevin Durant, they still managed to beat the Lakers. They were up 20 in that game. They still managed to beat the Lakers by 7. So, like, it, it's 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 almost a slippery slope for the Lakers. LeBron James had 39 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. Russell Westbrook, 13 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. Taylor Horn Tucker, 14 points. Carmelo Anthony, 17 points, 11 rebounds. Malik Monk, 20 points off the bench, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Um, They brought in Darren Collison. They brought in Stanley Johnson. And I believe they need a guy that can just defend and bring those guys energy because the Lakers are just really lacking energy right now. Anthony Davis hasn't played like Anthony Davis for almost these past two seasons. He's, I believe he's settled into that championship mode. He's comfortable now. He's won a championship. He's kind of relaxed. And that's not okay. He has to play like Anthony Davis in, in New Orleans. You know, he, I believe that the Lakers offense should run through Anthony Davis because he's one of the best in the game at his best. Healthy, the regular Anthony Davis, he's one of the best in the game. Top five, maybe top three in the game. And the offense needs to run through him. He's 28, 29 freakishly athletic and I believe he doesn't know how good he is that's the issue and he has an MCL spring right now he's going to be out for another maybe four to five weeks but when he comes back hopefully he can rejuvenate himself and play like play like he should LeBron James at 37 years old he's going to be 38 in maybe I think two or two or three days he shouldn't be playing 39 minutes and putting up 39 points as a 37, almost 38-year-old, 19 years in the in the league, he should be taking a, taking a back seat. He's averaging around 25 a game right now, 26 a game. He should be taking a more of a back seat to Anthony Davis, a player like Anthony Davis. Like I said, Anthony Davis, he's in his prime. He's like I said, one of the best players in the game when he's healthy. But injuries have been a problem for him, and the Lakers just haven't been able to find footing this season. There needs to be a change. Right? There needs to be a change within that roster. 
I believe they will. This is a bold prediction, by the way. They might trade Russell Westbrook to the Sacramento Kings. They, I believe the Lakers just need to open up the floor and have shooters around Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Taylor Horn Tucker, one of the best young talents in the game, he can be a guy that spots up sometimes, but he's not just a, a tremendous spot-up shooter. He's more so of you got to get him the ball early, get him involved, and get him off pick and rolls, and let him create a little bit, you know, and... That's 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 what he brings to the table, and the Lakers just need shooting. There there isn't enough shooting on this team, and that's the that's their problem. They're not playing with effort. They're not playing hard enough, for my liking. You know, you can see it on the court. It's it's just lackadaisical basketball, and I believe that they're just they believe that they have so many big names that they can just contend with teams and they can turn around when they want to, and that's definitely not the case. But Right now, they find themselves, you know, they, they find themselves in the seventh spot right now in the West. And the playoffs started right now. They will be in the play-in tournament. And I'm sure they wouldn't want to meet Golden State or, or Phoenix in that first round because that is going to be so tough. They lost to Phoenix last year in the first round. Phoenix and Golden State, two top teams in the, in the, in the Western Conference right now. So it's, it's just going to be tough. It's really going to be tough for the Lakers to bounce back and Hopefully they can do it. I want. I honestly want to see the Lakers at their best so we can gauge other teams like Golden State, like Phoenix, like Brooklyn, like Milwaukee, like Chicago. I want them to be at their best. And right now they're not. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully they can turn around. I'm turning around and hopefully Anthony Davis can step up to the plate and be that player he can be. Lastly, we're going to just be touching on who who's performed well in the NBA and who is who is on that 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 upward that upward spiral so to speak to to continue to perform well um Kimball Walker on Christmas Day 10 points 10 rebounds 12 assists had a triple double Tom Thibodeau benched him um maybe two weeks ago and I believe that was because of his defensive he's he's almost a defensive liability he's only six feet tall he can put up numbers though offensively He's a tremendous offensive player. Obviously, his 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 stature, his stature really really robs him of 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 a defensive of defensive prowess, you know. And against Washington, um, maybe four days ago, forty four points, nine rebounds, eight assists. That's the ceiling for Kemba Walker. He's a tremendous he's a tremendous player. He's a walking bucket, so to speak. And that's his ceiling. And that's what New York is really really missing. That's what they missed when he was on the bench. You know, Derrick Rose, he he had surgery on his ankle. He's going to be out for maybe maybe six to eight weeks. So that's what they were missing, and they have that back now. And he's been playing great. And, you know, hopefully New York can can build on this and continue. To, they're 15 and 18. So hopefully they can build on that Christmas win against the Hawks and continue to continue to build and continue to, to build on that on that last year's playoff performance and play New York Nick basketball. But one thing I one one other thing I wanted to say closing out the episode is um last night, like I said earlier on this on the show, I was on the Bear Down Report podcast with Ryan Dingle, Jack Wright, Patrick Sheldon. I was filling in for Brandon Segru, who um came down with COVID. I hope Brandon gets well. But 
a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous thank you goes out to those guys, man. They don't, they really don't understand how that, how that made me feel and how that, how that made me appreciate what this, this podcasting space is. Those guys, they know a lot about the Bears, diehard Bears fans, and their opinions are factual. Their opinions matter. And like I said, it was just a tremendous, tremendous episode. Amazing experience for me and those guys. For those guys to even think about me, I'm, I'm so appreciative for those guys. So a tremendous thank you, thank you, thank you to those four guys for allowing me to get on that episode and and speak my mind and 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 have me talk about our Chicago Bears. So with that being said, this is the end of episode 15 of the Head Honcho Sports Podcast. I will see you guys in episode 16. Thank you.